This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Out of Chicago, uh, an eight-year-old little girl is walking the family dog by herself. And according to the mom, and this seems to be what happened, uh, that uh, a neighbor saw her walking the dog and called the police. Now, the police never pursued charges, but uh, the Department of Children and Family Services got involved, launched an investigation, investigation because this woman's daughter, eight years old, was on her walk, uh, a solo walk by herself. And right after that, and, and if someone called, I guess if an eight-year-old's walking by herself with a dog, I guess that's uh, right there, parental abuse, child abuse. So uh, the, the police show up, and uh, they see what's happening, and so there's no problem. We're done, uh, especially after the police uh, rings the doorbell, says, here's what happened. Someone called, good, it's done, no issue. However, the Department of uh, Children and Family Services got involved and they had to launch an investigation and this poor mom had to Corey widens her name had to hire an attorney to clear her name now the matter was cleared up in a couple of weeks but she had to pay for an attorney which is not cheap and got it done all because a neighbor said oh you shouldn't have a little eight-year-old girl walk the dog by herself somehow that endangers a child man have we really come to that truly James. Hello, James. Welcome to Handle on the Law. You're up. There's a case of diminished value on a 2010 Ford Focus, Bill. Yeah, okay. Diminished value on a car. All right, go ahead. Right. Okay, my daughter's car was hit. It's never had an accident. I've got a Carfax report. I ran on it before the accident. The insurance company, who is Farmers, wants to repair the vehicle, which they're in the process of doing now, but they want to use used parts instead of... Uh, oh, no, no, no. You can say you- not a chance. You well, say not a ch- not a chance. I want real parts that are part of. I want real Ford parts. Now read your insurance. Now read your insurance. Well, they can't do that. I mean, that's crazy. You simply say no, and you sue them for the repair. You sue the insurance company and say, "I want this thing repaired, and here's what it's going to cost." And if you want to go to a junkyard, that's crazy. They want to go to a junkyard and repair it. They've already went and found parts. They said the junkyard. They well, send the check to the me, then they send it to the. I wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't. Shop. I wouldn't accept it. Or I would sue them for uh, if you can figure out the difference. But uh, I simply wouldn't expect accept it at all. Okay, now, when they finish repairs, I accept the car. Can I still sue them? Uh, you have to sign a document that say you expect it as is. That's the problem. But if you don't fix it based on the fact you want a new repair, and you go out and rent a car, that's part of your damages. Uh, so well, they're already providing my daughter a car to drive. Well, uh, yeah, uh, but they're not going to uh, keep on paying for it. So if your daughter keeps well, on driving. I mean, long, they, they told her she can keep it until she picks her car up. She's going to take it back then. Uh, yeah, once That's she picks the, up her car, she has to take it back. But, you know, read your policy. Yeah. Read your insurance policy. Because if it says that they're able to use, if they're able to use uh, aftermarket parts. Now, keep in mind, in a junkyard, you may be able to get a brand new part, an original Ford part. Just because it's in a junkyard doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, you have to look at that. As a matter of fact, you're probably better off getting an original Ford part from a junkyard than you are with an aftermarket. Let's say a car has been rear-ended, right? And uh, it's only been around for a year, let's say. Well, you pull a carburetor out, it's brand new. 
Right. Now, I'm not arguing that that is legit, but I would have a mechanic look at it, and if it's just as good, what do you want to do? I mean, how much of an argument do you want to get into? You, you basically got uh, sort of kind of with no damage. Well, see, my insurance is State Farm. Snake Farm is what I call them, but the other one that problem is with farmers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your insurance is. It doesn't matter what their insurance is. You're talking my about. wouldn't help me on this. I told him to get. Yeah, they're not going to jump in. You've got an issue going with the insurance company that's paying for the car. It's that simple. And again, uh, you know, yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, but what are your actual damages? You know, uh, you tell me. Brian. Hello, Brian. Welcome. Go ahead. Yes. My wife, uh, 11 years ago, was convicted of a possession charge in the county of Los Angeles. Before that, not a single charge, less a traffic ticket. Subsequent to that, wonderful wife, wonderful mother. She's gone back to school, and she's getting her RN. Um, The charge is in the process of being expunged. However, the California State Nursing Board is a real ball buster when it comes to any type of drug convictions. And curious if you have any opinion as to what type of an attorney, because we certainly are going to need representation I don't know if you, the California board. Yeah, and I don't know if you do, because your argument is going to be, it's been this long, look what's happened. What is an attorney going to say that you wouldn't say on your own? Very true. Uh, our biggest concern is just subsequent to investigation I've done on my own. The California board, it literally decides, you know, the cases on what side of the bed they woke up on in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I believe mean, that. I believe that. So if you we, think. We just want to make yeah, sure that okay. we, we dot the I's, cross the right. T's, and do everything just right so they don't come back and deny the license or give a conditional license or anything like uh, that. And they may, is, and they totally may, unjust. and they may be anyway doing it. But if you're talking about what, what, what attorney would you go to to make sure, because you're more comfortable going to an attorney. It would be uh, anybody that does administrative law. It's an administrative law attorney because you're going. Administrative be- law. Yeah, because you're going before an administrative board who's going to make an de- administrative decision. That's not a uh, in, in any way the criminal issue. It's strictly a, a civil in uh, decision it makes. So administrative law. Anybody who has expertise, go to the website and look under administrative law. There you go. Um, Hello, Teresa. You're up. Welcome. Hi. Yes, ma'am. I my house for a sale by owner, and it was on the Internet. And another Internet site took the picture from my sale and listed it for rent on their website. And you have to pay to be on to look at houses on their site. And they just. Um, are using my house and my picture, uh, which is not for rent by them. Okay. It's just kind of weird. Well, so far, no one has, in fact, uh, no one has uh, called you or tried to rent. They didn't rent the house out to anybody, did they? No. Okay. So what you have is probably a case of fraud. And now the problem is, are the police going to do anything about it? Probably not, because they've got other things. Because this, this is someone defrauding you. They're going to say, hey, you haven't had anybody rent the house. And so I would do a letter to that site saying you are committing fraud. This is not for rent. And I suggest that you remove that instantly. Uh, and you may even want to get a lawyer to write that letter. What are you doing? What's, what's all this noise going on back there? 
What the hell's going on with this noise? Hello? I am not doing anything. Um, I just, uh, I called them and I asked them to remove it. And they said they would, but they haven't. All right, then just, so, uh, just, so you want to get a letter, I get a lawyer letter and say we're about to file a lawsuit. Okay. That's all you need. That's what I would do. And a letter coming from any attorney, and uh, it may cost you a couple hundred dollars for a lawyer letter. Maybe not. Maybe an attorney will do it for no cost. Probably not. I don't know of any attorney in this world that does anything for no cost. But uh, I, I've done it for no cost. And uh, it was for my mother. And I told her once, you got one shot at me writing a letter on your behalf. And she used it. She was done. And she knew that it was not going to happen again. All right. This is Handle on the Law. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Welcome back. Uh, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Welcome. Hi. Yes. Carol. Yes. Oh, it's Carol. Hi. I'm sorry. Carol, yes. In, in El Cajon, which is part of San Diego. Yes, I know where El Cajon is. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Anyway, uh, my son got a DUI, and he, uh, in a checkpoint, he was, did a very stupid thing. He was in a bar and just went out and got, got the DUI. He drives for his work. He does estimates for building materials. And I know it's possible to get a license to drive to and from work. Is there a way to get a temporary license when you have a DUI that you can drive? You already no. He already has a license. Right, but I mean, what, what they've done is what license? they've done is what they've done is remove the license. And right. what and what he wants to do is then get the it only restricted. And so right. what ends up happening is the DMV, this is not the courts, this is the DMV right. that will restrict the license. And he calls them up and say, hey, you know what, I drive for a living. I will lose my job and lose my living. How do I go about getting a restricted license? If this is the first DUI, they'll probably do that. Oh, cool. So he calls the DMV and figures out how to do that because I think they will do that. Or they may uh, go back into court and uh, the court does it. But either way. He should be able to to do it on the first time. Now, what do he's, you need? Do you need a if if they give you a problem? Do you need a lawyer? And how do you go about getting one? Nah, not really. It doesn't cost a fortune. Yeah, they, well, if you they're all going to cost a fortune. If you're talking about a lawyer, that well, handles at least DUI, a good one, you know, that can do you some good. I no, I understand, but in reality. Uh, I don't know how much good a lawyer is going to be under these circumstances. The the rules are simply followed by the court. And that is, do you, if you have to work the first time out, do they or do they not give you a restricted license? Uh, probably yes. All you have to do is look at the policy of the DMV, look it up online where you go, and it's a procedural mess. I don't think you need a lawyer on this one. I wouldn't get a lawyer. That's for sure. Hello, Ed. Ed, you're up. Yes, I'd like to know what recourse there is against a college that has lost its national nursing accreditation and they have a high failure rate among the students. Well, you can sue the college, but good luck. The problem is if they've, if they've lost their accreditation, 
So I'm assuming it's one of those fly-by-night little obnoxious programs that you get as opposed to... I'm afraid afraid not. You're afraid not that it isn't one of those? It is a big-time... It is a big college, yes. Well, that's good. Then they probably have some assets. You sue them. And hopefully, if uh, see if there's a class action suit coming up on that one, because that one, uh, as part of uh, the settlement, probably either all the tuition or some of the tuition comes back. How much money are you out? Right now, about 10000 Okay, you've got that as a lawsuit. Now, you can do that in small claims court uh, and argue the certification is gone. So, therefore, when you graduate, have you already graduated? No, still okay. have another year to go. All right. So uh, you what what happens is you won't have a certificate from an accredited school. That's for starters. And and I don't know what that's worth. I would argue at least a year. You've been in for one year already? Uh, longer than that with all the prereqs. All right. Well, you can't count the prereqs uh, because you need those prerequisites True. for uh, any place else you're going to go. So you're basically out a year and $10,000. Uh, if you go to That's small, correct. if you go to small claims court, it is ten thousand dollars, and if you get your money back, um, you try to transfer, uh, see if any other school will take the credits, which may or may not happen. But uh, you're dealing; it's rough because uh, it's an independent school. When they lose their accreditation, chances are uh, that the owners of the school—it's a private nursing school, of course—probably uh, don't have a lot of money. But at least get your judgment. All right. All right. That's uh, that one is tough. And I don't know how you argue a year's worth of loss of income, because then it that's remember what I've been telling you in terms of the law. Damages have to be specific and uh, and they can't be speculative. So here it is. If the school kept its accreditation and I graduated a year from now, I would be making $60,000 $60,000 a year, hypothetically, as a nurse. And because I am losing a year's worth of, uh, uh, well, or a year and a half worth of nursing, assuming uh, nursing education, assuming that none of the classes are transferable, I'm losing a year and a half of, uh, of an income. Problem is, how do you prove you would have a job? How do you prove what kind of money you would get? It's too speculative. Now, $10,000, that's easy. This is what I paid this is my damage. See, the law is real simple on that one. That's clean cut. Not, gee, if I were to get a job, and I really can't tell you how much I'd be making, but I think I would be making. So you bring in a national average and say the average uh, nurse makes X number of dollars, uh, but you can't prove uh, that you would keep a job, get a job. That's, that's the problem. This is Handle on the Law. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. Phone numbers, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. We still have a few lines open. Hey, David, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. What happened was I purchased a telephone from Verizon Wireless and had my old phone info transferred to the new one. Then 
At that point in time, I took it home and realized that my information had not been fully transferred and went back the next morning, at which time they pulled out a box of old phones and handed me back the wrong phone. I went to my house, downloaded what I thought was the pictures from my phone, and found my daughter's entire third grade class room pictures from uh, that her apparently her uh, teacher had taken several years before uh, on my computer now we have 24 uh, kids uh, pictures on my phone on my computer at my house that uh, my daughter's not happy about at all what do you mean what, what is wait, what what is she wait what is she unhappy about that the, the the class is on your computer the photos are on your computer well, she's not happy in the fact that uh, her entire classroom was uh, uh, handed, you know, to who knows who um, by Orange County School District. Okay, I'm I'm confused. She's not happy about the fact that a photo was taken, and then she doesn't know who has it. How old is your daughter? My daughter's ten. I'm not happy about it either. I understand, I but now you know. But let me ask something, David. I'm thinking yeah. what a ten-year-old is unhappy that a photo taken of her class is out there somewhere. Uh, okay, so she's unhappy now. Now what? I mean, would, would well, you like I'm, would you like a million dollars for that? Yes. Good for you. Hey, I don't <laughs> think I don't think a million's enough, David. I think yeah, I would I go either. for at least five. I'd go for ten million dollars when my kids were ten years old. And they were unhappy right. about something. I thought it was worth ten million dollars. What are you playing? Well, what are you you gonna might do? have twenty parents out I know. there that aren't too so, happy. But about that's it not either. your problem. It's the parents' problem. It's not your problem. Right. Well, it's nope. my problem when my daughter. I understand. Uh, what would you like? I get it. What would you like for that? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't either, and no one else does possible. either. How do you know they're distributed? By the way. Well, Verizon, an employee of Verizon Wireless, uh, said, "Let me take my no." I understand. My and he computer. put it, and he put it on your computer, right? So you know it's on your computer. How many other people do you know have that photo? I, for all I know, uh, they're all over the place. That's true. No so tell me where. Throughout Orange County. Really? So give me. Watch? So let's get. You know what? Do me a favor. Call me next week with a list uh, of people who have those photos. And tell me what they're okay. doing with them. And yeah, uh, I'm not really, I'm not going to go to that extent. Well, then what are you going to do when you take them to court? What are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, people have them, and the judge goes, who? And you so go, Bill, I don't I'm know. Asking, what I'm asking, Bill, is if there's even a case. No, there. of course not, David. There's not? That's right. There's not. What are, what are your damages? Your 10-year-old daughter is upset? That's you know, the case? If, if, if a major they uh, screwed up, phone. David. They screwed up. Okay, they made a mistake. I get that. They made a mistake. Now what? They made a, they made a big mistake. Oh, well, it's not opinion. that big. It's not that big because yeah. you don't know what happened. I mean, the photo could be no place, and uh, and if there's a photo, let me ask you this: How about this one? Uh, the kid takes a school photo, right? And right. there you are, and she's handed the school photo, and uh, she gives it to another kid who either scans it or takes it on a cell phone. Uh, I want to sue that other kid for a million dollars because that kid took a, a photo of your kid's photo and went ahead and distributed it. David, it's a so school Bill, class picture. Yeah, but Bill, what about all these uh, releases that they make you sign for Internet? They screwed up, David. They screwed up. Yeah. What would you like? All you can do is sue them for money, David. Give me a figure. Yeah, uh, 500 grand. There you are. All right. Excellent.
And you go find a lawyer that's willing to do that. I just love people like that, don't you? Fantastic. All right, Jimmy, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, uh, for 20 years I was uh, a sex registrant in California. Misdemeanor issue, uh, indecent exposure, almost 20 years ago. All right, wait, wait, wait. Of course, wait, yo, we don't just leave that alone, okay? Oh, no, no, we now... Uh, get into uh, the story. What exactly did you do, Jimmy, that caused you to be popped for indecent exposure? Right. So, what did you do? What did uh, you do? How'd you get it? What, what happened? You were arrested, and what were you convicted of? Indecent exposure. But what did you do? I, I did take my my clothes off in public, uh, and uh, and I I wanted to be seen, and I got okay. seen. Fair enough. And, All right. Were there any kids? Good for you for just coming to the uh, table on that one. Uh, I'm assuming no kids were involved, right? Well, I'll, uh, I'll be honest. There were were um, um, older teens. Older teens. All right. Uh, did you uh, you all you did was uh, disrobe, correct? Yeah, you didn't um, do anything to yourself, uh, masturbation or whatever, in front of a group of people, did you? Uh, no. Okay. No, I did. All right. Now, we got yeah, that one out yeah. of the way. Yes, go ahead. Thank you, by the way, for being honest, because now I answer your questions and I don't harass you. Even if you're completely boring, I'm still going to let you do it. Well, we flash forward to five years ago. Flash forward. I like that. And yes. the Department of Justice granted me release from the designation of, tuna, of sex registrant. They said... Uh, they had a couple things. They said your issue is no. I get it. I get it. All right. So you're no longer a sex registrant. I get it. So now, Here, now what? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sex crimes task force out of sheriff's department is still treating me as if I am, as if yeah. And, and what they went, what they went and did was threw my name on a few um, unsolved cases and said, well, we can we can follow you around and check you out forever because. Um, we put your name on a few uh, un- unsolved cases. And, and Jimmy, I don't. And how long ago was this? Well, I was set free from the registration requirement uh, five years ago. And when were you convicted? Nearly nineteen years ago. Oh man! And the police are still hassling you for something that's nineteen yeah, yeah, years here, old. Here's the problem: I'm not a felon. I'm not on probation. Yeah, no, I understand. A, I get it. And they're putting a, you up there. You know what I would do? is I would go, and this is a particular division that's doing this? Yes, but it, it's hard to pin down. They're not going to come right out. Uh, the, the, uh, I tell you, anything anything out there, I'm, I'm not guilty of any serious No, I understand. Don't, I, mean, I, I, I get that. We're already past that. Uh, I would do one of two things. I mean, legally, for you to get a court order to remove your name, from uh, that list uh, of suspects, especially since you're no longer on a list uh, and or photos, uh, you may want to get the ACLU involved at, uh, on this because that, that seems to me a legitimate violation of uh, constitutional rights, right to privacy. But also, I'd go to your city councilman and go, hey, you know what? Give me a break. Look what the police are doing. They're making my life miserable. This was 19 years ago. Do I pay for this for the rest of my life? That's what I would do, Jimmy. And see where you go from there. Because if you can handle it any way other than going to court, uh, you, in the end, do you have to go to court? Maybe. Uh, what a mess. That's uh, it's a lesson to be learned.
so what's the takeaway here? Uh, don't take your clothes off in front of people and uh, show yourself. Right? Right. Okay, this is Handle on the Law. You know it's fine, I go, AM640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, pleasure having you here. And this is Handel on the Law, marginal legal advice. Phone numbers, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. We still have a few lines open. All right, Ed. Hi, Ed. Welcome. You are on the show. Ed, you there? Yeah, I'm here, All but, right. uh, Bill. Uh, I had a contract with Dish Network for two years, which ended last May. I've continued to pay every month, and I've never missed a payment, and now they're trying to bill me uh, a late charge for every time I'm a day or two late with the payment. Yeah. So? If I, if I don't have a contract, how can they bill me late payment? Because you do have a contract. You've extended the contract. You've accepted the terms. Because if you don't have, if you argue you don't have a contract, why do you even have to pay? Well, but how can they charge me an, uh, an overpayment? Because they did on the previous contract that you have, in fact, extended. I didn't sign anything. It doesn't matter. Verbal. I, you know, I just got a. You know what? I just happened to me is I just redid uh, my entire my entire satellite system. I happen to be on um, Directv. And uh, so uh, I called them up. I had some question, and they said, you know, you're entitled to an upgrade on all the receivers you have in your house. Yep. And uh, here we go. We'll do it. Now, do you understand that uh, that means you're, we're redoing your contract, and you're now committed to another two years? Do you understand that? Yep, I do. And they say, you understand this is being recorded? Yep, I do. Guess what? I have a contract, even though I haven't signed it. Now, their contract that you wrote may very well read, if you continue on, read the paperwork. If you continue on, uh, we can uh, charge you late payments. Now, what they can't do is say that means you're good for another two years or five years or whatever. That they would have a harder time. But see what happens? When you're late, they charge you late. Yeah, but I'm only late a day or two. That's You know what? Because they're a bunch of bastards. That's well, it. You got that right. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's uh, it's horrible. Uh, which uh, which company is this? Dish Network. Dish. Oh, you had said Dish. So tell you what, why don't you dump Dish and go to Directv that does exactly the same thing, or yeah. go to a cable company that does exactly the same thing? They're all the same. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Wow. Can you imagine that? A cable or a satellite provider actually charging you late fees if you're a day late. Now, uh, be a week early and see if uh, you get any money, if they credit you with anything. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's like the government on taxes. Uh, if the government, if you refile taxes and find out you paid the government too much money, uh, don't ask for interest. It's not going to happen, even though they're holding on to your money for three years. Now, if you are late on your taxes... From minute one, you get to pay interest. There you are. Isn't that special? All right, Susan. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Hello. 
Okay, Bill, my question is this. I have a 24-year-old son that lives with us that drives my husband absolutely crazy. He does have a full-time job, but he's just very disrespectful, doesn't do anything around the house. How do I get him out? I call you the throw, sheriff. You the throw sheriff him out. They, they won't do it? No. Then you they may have to. That I need you may to have to go to court. Yeah, you may have to evict him. Okay. You may have to file so, an eviction against him, unfortunately, because uh, okay. it's not he's not trespassing, and he won't leave. I mean, he literally will not leave. You asked him no. to leave. Yes, and he says no. He says that he doesn't have a place to change. Go. Change the locks. Live out on his own. Change the locks. Okay. And now he's going to theoretically sue you for a retaliatory eviction or wrongful eviction, but uh, is he the kind of person that would sue you? I don't know. No. Okay, no. then just change the locks. Okay. And see what he says. Well, you, gee, Mom, no, you're out of there. We'll, we'll help you move. Uh, we'll buy the pizza for uh, the guys who help you move, but that's about it. You don't have to take it. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay, there. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? No, I can see it happen. You know, I mean... Uh, I did the same thing when I was a kid, and finally, when I was 36, uh, my parents convinced me to leave the house. It works out. Handle here. This is Handle on the Law.